Welcome to episode 32 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Boglin. We are back once again here to preview the fight night Holly Holm versus Shevchenko. And we are sans Everett this week. We are sans Everett. Thanks and to Everett for coming back on. Yeah, um, just another thank you for him for, for doing that. I know he had a lot of fun and we did too. That was a lot of fun to have you back. Um, it's nice to yell at you a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah. people, on the air, yeah, on the air. Because we, we do it off the air anyway. anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun having Everett back on. Um, enjoy that. We we were supposed to be joined by a guest this evening, but work life, real life came up. Well, he'll be on again sooner rather than later. We'll have him in uh, a few weeks down the road yeah. for a big show that uh, I was hoping to have before, and it looks like we're going to have we're him for that have one. For that one, so but we were gonna we were gonna bring him on this week to talk a little bit of the news with us. Uh, how's your week been, man? It was kind of weird having a, a weekend without any fights. Yeah, it was. Well, uh, I mean, Bellator had their fights right, Friday, but right. Um, you know, in the last uh, week or so after after the big uh, four fight week deal, I uh, I made another island video. Oh yes, did I, you get yep, to see that? I did see that. Okay, I, I made that. It was. Uh, uh, a little deal with their warm-up drills and going through a couple different exercises. Um, as opposed to the first one I did with a demonstration. Yep. This one just kind of showed what they do to get warmed up, the kind of techniques they do to, to exercise and loosen up. And I sent it over to Gary and Nick before I posted it. And they were like, dude, it's awesome. We love it. So I put it up there and it got a pretty good response. From the yeah, it guys. did. It did. It got a really good response. I kept getting the notifications, everyone yeah. sharing it up and... And uh, liking it and stuff, so that was really cool. I'm not a video editor at all. This is very new to this, so it took me a while to to get the hang of not only using the program, but uh, fine tuning the different aspects of the video, knowing when to cut off and fade. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of little intricate uh, parts and specific things you have to do. To get it to where you want it, you know, you can't with these guys. With us, man, we just hit record and we talk, right? And then we hit stop and we're done. Yeah. But with a visual demonstration, I had to, you know, I had to mess with it a little bit. So it took me a little bit of time, but I think it came out well. And I've got another one in the works for it looks um, the kind of look of an, an, an open mat roll. Then where they just yep. kind of uh, worked out. Set, uh, singly, one one on one, and then Nick and, and Gary would go around and kind of help him out. I got one coming with that one. Cool. Might be a couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, I'm working on it now. You're doing a good job with those, man, and that's and that's awesome. It's good that those that we had that kind of stuff to share with everyone from our experience at Island, and we're still, even though that was a few months ago, we're still able to bring stuff up and keep keeping Island Jiu Jitsu in people's names. So yeah, there was right uh, in, their, in their mouth. I, say. I had right. a friend that was looking for someone to do self-defense classes mostly geared towards women and I directed them over to Ireland so I yep. hope they got some hope so. I hope they can work together on that yeah and I guess thinking about it you know I said it was weird for a week without fights even though we didn't we did have a fight last Wednesday night we just didn't have a fight on a Saturday right yeah it was but a different it was a different weekend right. of, of without fights besides Bellator which we'll talk about a little bit later on but we do have some fights this weekend some free fights on Fox Starting off in the, we'll start off. Yeah, gosh, it's just not been a good day for me today. Long day. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you fried? I am actually. My my job just completely melted my brain today. Oh boy. Um. So let's get back on track here. Okay. Main card. 
Holly Holm, the former champion in her first fight back since losing to Misha Tate, is going to take on Valentina Shevchenko, number seven, the bullet herself. Not a uh, not an easy fight for Holly at all. It's not an easy fight for Holly because uh, Shevchenko has got great hands yep. and great ground game, yep. which is really Holly's, it's her kryptonite, mm-hmm. is the ground game. And uh, if Shevchenko can use that, you know, with her, she's she's sitting on a 42% submission rate for her victories. So obviously, she does something right down there. If she can rely on that, she can pose a real risk to Holly Holm. I mean, all she really has to do is be able to strike with Holly. If you can, if you can stay solid in the striking with Holly, then you can get her to the ground. Right. You can use that striking and, and feints and you know Misha and, to get her down. Misha proved that she stood in there with her for four rounds before she finally. Well, she got it on the second, but yeah, as long as you're not pulling around Rousey and letting yourself get kicked in the face by Holly Holm, she's yeah. not. She's not a power shot thrower. She's a Point no, she, yeah, she's. It's a lot of repetition. Pop, pop. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, short strikes. It's and, uh, you know a lot of quick three hit combos. Pop, yep. pop, kick, pop, pop, kick. Yep. Um, if Shevchenko can can absorb that and stay away from the real heavy stuff, uh, she's going to pose a, a real real threat to, to Holly moving back up and trying to challenge for that belt in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she's definitely you know a loss of Shevchenko here sets Holly back. Quite a bit. And puts Shevchenko right up top, with, you know, into the top five. It definitely, definitely cranks her up into the top five. Um, this is a dangerous fight for Holly. It, it really is a dangerous fight for Holly. I don't know what she gains by a victory here. I it's mean, kind of one of those lateral move fights. It doesn't, a win for her doesn't really get her anywhere. I mean, other than saying, okay, well... Here I am still knocking on the door. They've already said that Ronda's going to probably get the fight yeah. against Amanda when she comes back. So what's that situation? A rematch with Hot or with with Misha? Right. Okay. Uh, you've already lost that you one. Already got choked out in that one. The final not so long ago either. It's not right. like she lost years ago and coming back right. for redemption. Right. You know when they've all had time to yeah. you know evolve. This has been you know this year. Yeah, you turned down a fight with a lot of. You know, win-win potential for you if you would have fought Cyborg. Yeah, I think a win over Cyborg would have catapulted her right back onto the title yeah, shot. Yeah, that would have actually been an upwards movement. And I think her kind of saying, "No, I'm gonna wait," and thinking she could just pick and choose her fights. Well, you're not the champion. You were you didn't defend the belt one time. No, you tried to defend tried, the belt, yeah. but you didn't do it. So you got no pull for shit. No. Take the fights with her offered and go with it. She was scared of Cyborg. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah. I can see that, too. I mean, and especially if Cyborg could make that 135. You know, there's only a few pounds to go. Once she can start making that 135. Uh, All those ladies better be on notice. <laughs> I, I, she could be easily be the champion if she can make that weight. Oh, yeah. Because uh, she could pound any one of those women oh, until it yes. does. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, but for this fight... I still have Holly Holm, and I have it by decision. And it's it's going to be a boring fight. It's going to be traditional Holly Holm. Yeah, you're not going to see you're going to see a lot of output, but not a lot of significant. Right. Um, I'm hoping that her takedown defense has gotten better. I hope that's what they've been working on. I hope so too. After you know, because if they have, then she's then she's going to be sitting better, and make the, the win easier. Um, that being said, if Shevchenko takes her down. 
Holly's not going to win this fight. I'm still picking Holly, but that, yeah. I think that's how Shevchenko wins it. Shevchenko's got to do it in one, two, or three. I think if it gets into the championship rounds, I don't believe she's ever fought a five-round fight. I At least not in the UFC. No, well, yeah. Holly obviously has fought a few. Um, and she does not gas. And she doesn't gas, you're right. So, I'm going to go with Holly as well, yeah. but if Shevchenko can get her down to the ground in one, two, or three. That's it, it's, man. It's, I mean, even even in the fourth, but I just think eventually Holly's... Holly knows how to pace herself into a five-round fight where I don't know what Valentina Shevchenko knows about fighting five rounds. And if Shevchenko can get her down, it's pretty much going to be that round victory to Shevchenko because she's not gonna, Holly's not going to get up. With the skills on the ground that I've seen her in the past, maybe her, maybe Holly's ground game is, is improved, but from what I know of her in the past, if Shevchenko gets her down... It's not going to be likely that she gets back up in that round. So Shevchenko's going to take that round if she pulls her down. Yeah. I mean, and and we could be wrong. Shevchenko, I mean, she's got a 25% decision, so she could be able to squeak it out. But I just think five rounds kind of leans in Holly's favor. It's it's a a road she's been down plenty of times, and I'm going to go with the experience. And recently, too. I mean, she's been doing it her last two fights were fires. Right. And she's gone the distance before that plenty of times, so... It's going to be an interesting fight. Uh, I definitely think Shevchenko has the ability to snag this one out from Holly. Definitely. So it's it's going to be... I'm interested to see Holly bounce back from this loss because it was her first loss. It was her first loss in MMA. Right. And I don't you know, so... But 12-2 and Shevchenko and a 10-1 Holmes. I'm going to go with home. Yeah, and that's a, that's a hell of a record. Uh, them two combined, they're both used to winning. Yeah, yeah, winning is something both these ladies are are definitely used to doing. So I still like home, uh, maybe not by a lot, like a landslide or anything. I, I think Shevchenko's got something uh, up her sleeve that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, I think if it does end up going to a decision, it's going to be a split. It's not going to be a unanimous. And Holly is such a unique fighter because of she's a point fighter. She's a kickboxer and a boxer. She doesn't have a killer instinct like a, a lot of the UFC fighters that we see do, Shevchenko is going to have to adjust her game. Mm-hmm. and She's going to have to fight her game, not Holly's game. Right. Those are the keys I think that she's going to have if she wants to get a victory. But Holly's still going to be the one that I take. Yep, same with me. In the co-main event, number six, Edson Barboza is going to be taking on Gil Melendez. I like Gil, but uh, sorry, buddy. I don't see Gil. I don't see a prayer for Gil in this fight. I really don't. You know, I'm a huge Edson Barboza fan. I love everything he does, and I can easily see him kicking Gil's head off, clean off his shoulders. Gil or Edson looked really impressive in his last fight against Anthony Pettis. I thought the way that he fought was good. I mean, he he beat up Pettis pretty well. Yeah. And I just don't. I don't, I don't, if I'm Gil, I don't really want to go to the ground. And you can't stand a trade with him because Edson's leg kicks are... Yeah, he's going to... Uh, two knockouts by leg kick, TKOs by leg kicks alone, plus his, you know, that wheel kick. And, you know, Edson's kicks are as strong as anybody. Yep. Yeah. And precise and fast. <laughs> and, uh, Edson's, I think Edson's too strong, too quick, too technical. Uh, Gil... Kind of relies more on that dirty boxing and uh, grind style. And I don't think, you know, Edson's too good at range. 
I think Edson, Edson just has him beat on, on any level that you go in this fight. I'm going to say second round, he puts him to sleep with a kick. I, I know he's going to put him to sleep with a I mean, I think he's going to put him to sleep with a kick, too, whether it be first or second. Yeah, it's going to be early. Um, it's not going to go... No, this ain't going to be a three-rounder. No. And Edson, you know, Edson's... He, he lost to Tony. He's had a couple losses there, but he's kind of always stayed right around that five, six, seven yeah, ranking, mean, he, whether he wins or loses. He goes, he's so dangerous. He goes, wins one, two in a row, loses one, wins a couple more in a row, loses one, loses two, loses another one. I mean, he, he's, he's, he always bounces back pretty hard. I mean, Gil's out of the top ten. Yeah, he's out of the top 15. Yeah. I mean, no ranking at all. Gil has a, Gil's on, what is this? is his second, he's on two losses in a row. Right. He hasn't won since he beat Diego, I don't think. Let's double check. Oh, man. I can't remember a fight that he would have won. I mean, his last two have been Alvarez and... Yeah, so he hasn't won since Diego. And even before that, he's, he beat Thompson when he first... No, that was even a strike force. So he lost his... He only won one fight in the UFC. One and three in the UFC. In the last, since he came in in 2013. And then feeding him to Barboza? Yeah. Jeez. I, uh, yeah, I don't like this fight for Mission Melendez, and maybe this is the last of his career in the UFC. Right, if he goes one and four, I mean, how how do you keep him on? Especially as deep as 155 is. I mean, you just you just signed Will Brooks. You just signed, you know, you're, you're bringing up a lot of guys at 155, and I can't see him making 45. No, yes, I, I don't think he has the build for forty five. No. You know, it would be way too sickly, and it wouldn't be healthy for him at all. You can go to Bellator, fight Benson Henderson again. It's fine. Why not? Why They'll not? put that fight. Sure, I will. They'll book it. It's good. Uh, Barboza, no problem. Barboza, yeah, second round KO. Yeah, yeah I don't TKO, think KO, KO whatever. So much. This is a payday for Edson. Absolutely. Um, in the first fight of the main card. Felice Herrig, the little bulldog, is taking on Kaylin Curran. Two very attractive women here. I think so as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Kaylin Curran, I think this is her second fight in the UFC. She's, uh, Felice's only had Felice, two. yeah, Felice only had a few, but obviously we know Felice, she was in the, uh, in the strawweight tournament, the ultimate Didn't fighter. Didn't she do some of that American Ninja stuff, too? I think you're right. So this is her fourth. She's got a, her first fight. She lost to Paige. She lost to Alex. Her only win in the UFC is against Emily Peters Kagan. No idea who that is. Uh, me and So Kaylin's one and two. I mean, coming in against some tough competition in that Paige Van Zandt fight where Felice one, one. won, then lost to Paige and, and didn't do so hot in the Ultimate Fighter. So, I mean, they're both relatively new. And it's the 115. Deficient is still relatively yeah. good, but these two, these two ladies in particular, uh, unranked and only a couple of fights in the UFC, not a lot of experience in the UFC anyway. You know, uh, Felice is ten and six. Yeah, Felice had career. some fights in, in, in Invicta. Uh, right. I think Kaylin had a few fights in Invicta before she came over here. But you know, as we know, the UFC like is a totally different animal. It's bigger. It's you know, right. cage is different. It's louder. Um, so. Still, two relative newcomers. It, it's hard for me to pick this one. So, Kaylin came in undefeated into the UFC before yeah. she lost to uh, Alex Chambers and Paige. So, uh, I guess she was 3-0 and coming in. I think those were all Invicta wins. But I... 
coming in. Yeah, good record coming produced. in just hasn't produced anything. Where Felice was kind of, kind of on her way out when the Ultimate Fighter gave her a call, and she kind of walked away from the, from the sport. I, I think Kaylin's a more hungry person. That's the one thing I've I've noticed in Felice with her history is she doesn't have the hunger for it. I, to that point, I don't think that she's as dedicated. No. Well, she she likes doing her outside projects. Yep. She likes doing her photo shoots. Yeah, she, she likes, likes to be a model. She yeah. likes the attention she gets from being yeah. an MMA fighter. But she likes. She was on that American Ninja show. She's been training specifically for that. Yeah. I mean, she just wants to do too many other things, and I don't think she really wants to fight. She's a beautiful girl. You know, absolutely agree. But this ain't where your heart is. Get out, and we'll find out. I guess on Saturday, but I'm I'm gonna go with Kaylin Curran. I'm gonna go with her too, and it's the reason is heart. Oh yeah, heart and hunger. I think yeah. Kaylin I think Kaylin Curran is a hunger more hungry fighter than Felice Herrig. I think she wants to be more. I think she wants to be a fighter, whereas I think Herrig wants to be a celebrity on TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could tell that from the Ultimate Fighter. She was all about just being a celebrity and not yeah. so much being a fighter. So I think the only reason she's still around is just because they need bodies at 115 pounds. Yeah, probably. I mean, she's, she's marketable, good-looking Definitely person. marketable. She could pull her shit together and win some fights. If she wanted to be a fighter, she could probably be dangerous, mm-hmm. but um, I, I just don't think she does. And I'm going to give Kaylin the fight because I think she wants to be a fighter, and she's going to show the difference between a real fighter and someone just in the UFC. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to the Fox... Uh, prelims. Also, oh, this whole card, other than the early prelims, is going to be on Big Fox. Yeah, that's important to know. Uh, usually, oh, wow. yeah, usually split it on FS1. Mm-hmm. So this is on Fox. Frankie Signs and Eddie Wyland are gonna headline the Fox prelims that start at 6 p.m. This is a good, good fight. Number 12 and number yeah. 15, respectively. Absolutely. Uh, Frankie's is tough. Tough cat, uh, and Eddie's got he's got a hell of a chin. He's a, he's a veteran. I say Eddie's a veteran. You know he's seen and fought the best of the best. Uh, he's seen and fought so many different styles. As we say, styles make fights. Right. And Eddie's seen a lot of different styles and knows how to defend and combat and and play against those styles. Um, and he's got extremely good knockout power. Uh, Eddie Wyland, 57% of his victories coming by knockout. That's a pretty good rate for a 135-pound oh, yeah, fighter. Man. I mean, they can... Eddie Wyland can put you out. No doubt. With... Yeah. He's quick. He will maul you against the cage. He will maul you on the ground. He's a, he's a tenacious fighter with a lot of heart and an extremely uh, seasoned veteran. Uh, that being said... I think I like Frankie in this fight. He's he's younger. Uh, maybe not by much. I want to check out. Because I love this uh, Frankie earlier. looks old. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know what we got here. Right here. 32 to 35, so not really much of a difference there. But. Um, I don't know. I, I want. I, I like to take Frankie in this one, but it's hard to pick against a guy like Eddie Wineland, who's who's seen so much and who's done so much, and being a veteran of thirty three fights at age thirty five, it's it's 
It really is. It's hard to pick against him. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick Frankie. I'm going to go with Eddie then. Frankie's coming back from a little bit of a layoff, but I think... The rest might have done I think the rest might have done good. He's a hungry, dangerous young kid, and I think Eddie... Past his prime? Yeah, he's got too many miles on him, man. Yeah. I mean, Eddie's not been, age-wise, but Eddie's been count-wise. Beaten up. Well, he's been beaten up. And, you know, he's, he, I mean, they have some wars in, in the WEC with with Jose or with Jose Aldo, and he's had some wars in the in the UFC since coming in. Yeah, I I think it's Frankie's time, man. I like Eddie just for the fact of his uh, his experience and his poise in the cage and his tenacity. So, I'm going to pick the veteran on this one, and we'll see what happens with that. Yep, I'm going to go with the uh, with the younger fighter. Uh, what we got next? Some other, well, I mean, we, we got some other guys just to, to kind of mention that are going to be on the Fox prelims. Uh, Darren Elkins is taking on Godofredo Pepe. For those of you guys who don't know who Pepe is, because we didn't really either, his last win came over uh, Andre Touchy-Feely back in March by submission. Yeah, and, and uh, Elkins has been around for a while. Been, and, uh, Pepe's uh, all three of his victories have received performance of the night. Hmm. So you know Pepe's been putting on extremely good performances. Uh, he's unranked coming in, whereas Elkins is number eleven, which is a good challenge for for Pepe coming in because he needs you know after putting on those kind of performances against guys that aren't going to make it anywhere. Aside from Andre Feely, right, uh, it gives him a chance to to see what the to test the waters and a little bit you know the the, the deep end. And Darren Elkins is the guy that can give him that kind of challenge, and he could he could easily put him out. But you know we'll see what the young kid Pepe has. It's a great challenge for him, and we'll see what the veteran Darren Elkins can do. Give me a good fight, I think. Absolutely. Oh, there's no doubt it's going to be a good fight. I was trying to look something up. Oh, I think at one point, Harry and Kern were teammates. Oh. We'll find that out after the show and post it if yeah, we can. I think Felice used to train with Big Frog with Jeff Kern, who I believe Kalen is related to. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, so... I was trying to find the information, but it's... uh. But it's not there. Also, on the Fox prelims, uh, Ultimate Fighter winner, uh, Kamaro Usman. You may remember Usman from the uh, team season where the ATT and the uh, Black Zillion oh, yeah, took yeah. on each other. Yeah, Kamaro's, uh, Kamaro was the winner. He's a Black Zillion. I really like watching him fight. He's a, oh, he looks like a killer. He is a killer. Oh, man. He's got some power in those hands, wow. man. Seven and one. 71% KOs. Oh, man. Yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to shout out Kamaro because I really enjoyed watching him that season of the Ultimate Fighter, and I think this is his second fight since winning. Oh man, he looks like he's ready to just kill. Someone. Yeah, he he's a he's a killer, man. He's an Ooh. assassin. So that's heavy hands. very very heavy handed, okay. very heavy handed, very quick hands, good power in and out, fast. Wow. Um, yeah, he's a dangerous dude. I'm looking dude. forward to this fight. I he, want to see what yeah. he has to offer. He's a dangerous dude. So, Alexander Yakolov, uh, you should be... It's going to be a long night at the office, son. Yeah. The main main event of the prelims on uh, Fight Pass is going to be the other cowboy, Alex Oliveira, taking on Moonwalker James Moontassery. 
not... This is an interesting fight. Not, not a high-profile fight no. in terms of rank, no. but two competitors that will definitely go out there and put 150% in every time. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, these are guys tough as hell. These are two guys that like to like to bang. I mean, we haven't seen the last fight. Obviously, we saw that Oliveri was getting beat by Cowboy. But um, you know, both these guys are, are great strikers. Uh, Cowboy with a sixty nine percent KO uh, to fifty six percent from Montessori. Both these guys uh, only had three losses in the career, right? And you know the, the win. Difference thirteen to nine. I mean, that's yeah. we're not talking about ten double digit victories. Reaches, reaches are pretty close. Uh, like it, yeah, yeah. But there's a five inch yeah five inch reach for cowboy. Only two in the legs. But um, between these two, I, I'm I'm used to seeing the toughness of cowboy. Yeah, and I, I think I his, his striking is what's going to shine through his combinations. Yep. And his hands, and I think he's going to end up walking away with the victory over the German. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think he's probably going to finish him. Yeah, yeah. I would say. So. I would think so as well. Second or third round finish. I think. I don't. I think these guys will feel each other out in the first round a little bit. It won't really. Yeah, we won't see too much. You know, Mutashi's a smart fighter. I don't think he's yeah. going to go. You know, he's not going to be dropping his hands and taunting them and be you know nope. playing that game. He's going to. He's going to definitely try to uh, bring. Other cowboy. The other cowboy. I think he's gonna try to break him into his game, but I think uh, other cowboy is just gonna have too much, too much to for him to handle on his feet. I agree. And uh, walk away with the victory. I, I am mean, with o- you. overall, you look at the card on paper; it doesn't look like it's gonna be that great. No. Nope. But that's not to say that some of these young kids that are coming in aren't going to put on the performance of their life just so they can get signed to another fight. You know, you have to stand out. You have to, as Dana says, you got to finish. you got to stand out. you got to put on a show. you got to do all this other stuff. Yep. Aside from winning, you got to give them a reason to want to watch you. So that's what these young cats that are coming in are going to have to do. So we may see a lot of great stuff. And, and on top of the, the fights we mentioned, I'm really looking forward to watching the Usman fight. I'm always, I like... I like Kamaru a lot. I really grew to like him watching the show. He's just a nice guy, working hard, trying to fight for his family. And, uh, you can't hate on a guy nah, like that. Nope, you, you know? can't. He's got, he's got some young kids and a wife. and So I like I like to see success stories like that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, on paper, not the greatest card, uh, but those are usually the ones we have the most exciting yeah. and fun fights from. So, I mean, 200 was, on paper, was a super exciting card, but the main card itself... Kind of fell flat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're still on the on the other side of that week of excuse me week of two hundred. So so much talent was booked on that week right. of two hundred. Right. We're see some and a lot some cards that maybe aren't as well. Big. Yeah, for sure. Especially these free mm-hmm. fight nights because two hundred one and two hundred two. I mean two hundred one not so much now that it lost Mighty Mouse, but. 202 is pretty stacked. 202 is. That's Other stupid. than taking Damian Maya off the card. I can't believe they did that. I was looking so forward to seeing Maya on the I know. We'll talk. Uh, I'll, I'll bitch about that plenty when we get up to <laughs> the, the 202 break, or preview in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up our preview for, for this week's fight. We got quite a bit of news that we're going to end the show with. Um, 
So, as everyone knows, uh, Brock Lesnar also failed a post-fight comp, well, pre and post-fight competitions yeah. um, drug test for it was flagged by USADA for performance enhancing. Yeah, his first one was uh, July. July twenty-six or twenty-eight. Yeah, or June twenty-six or twenty-eight. Yeah, we found out just days after two hundred Monday. I think it was like the Monday morning after two hundred. We found yeah. out or something, and then. And then he flagged again on the weigh-in day. You're right, on weigh-in uh, day. On the 9th. Um, and at first, for trying to come out of the camp was saying that um, if he was flagged for anything, it was going to be for this asthma inhaler. Right. Because it did contain some form of steroid, not the kind of steroid that uh, makes you, beefs you up, but right. it, it opens up your lungs. Yep. So they were saying it was going to be for that. Wrong. What we understand now is that it's one of the same things that John Jones got yeah, tested for. Yeah, it's um, clomiphene or, clomiphene or some crap like that. It's a uh, it's an estrogen blocker. Typically used when you cycle off of an anabolic. An anabolic to help restart your natural testosterone production. Really, really hit me hard on this one. Yeah. Because I stood by him for so long. Right. I... I I stood by him through it. It's like he college, he never tested NFL. You know, WWE's testing is what it is. They're really trying to make it something good. I mean, that's why they have suspended their own champions because of it. And he goes through all this, and and I, I trusted him for so long to be to actually be one guy out there that was so gifted he didn't need it. Yeah. And it slapped me right in the face. And obviously, you know, you're, you're innocent until proven guilty during the examination periods and stuff, but it is. It's same with John. Yeah. You know, for all of his faults, everything, all of his the DUIs, all that shit. And I said I would recant my statement if it came out, and it, it, it so far it has. You know, John cheated. Yeah. John's a fucking cheater. The guy who screams the loudest, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean, is usually the dirtiest. Yeah. And that sucks. That sucks bad. Because there's another person who was naturally gifted and, and just a freak of nature talent. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. There was no reason at all for him to have it. No. Same with Brock. And it, it's, Why, it's sad, man. It's sad. It sucks. It sucks to see someone you looked up to so long and find yeah. out they're full of shit. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it when I read it. I said it had to be something, some fluke, or, you know, not even a mistake, but just um, read about a fighter that got hit, uh, an Olympic wrestler, Olympic athlete. They got popped for something, and it was because they drank city water. They lived in the city, and they drank tap water, and it was in the tap water. Right. So they didn't get it penalized for it. They just, you know, they can't, they're not allowed to drink the tap water anymore. They right. They have to go with bottles. So I thought, you know, maybe it's something like that. And the inhaler, then the asthma inhaler, I think, you know, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I say. I, I was a sigh of relief. I'm like, thank God it was just that. You know, even if he does get suspended, if it was just for an asthma inhaler, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I can live with that. And now it's coming out that it wasn't. It was the estrogen blocker. And I can't deal with it. I can't no. accept that. No. I mean, I'm really interested to see what these hearings what kind of bullshit they try to come up with to blame supplement or here or yeah. other, but 
see where they point the finger instead of yeah. taking responsibility for themselves. Yep. So, obviously, we'll, well, this story's far from over with. Uh, oh, actually, we have a second <laughs> part of it. Excuse me. Uh, Brock will only be uh, punished or reprimanded or tried on the second sample, not the first. Okay. And that's because this is a stupid rule. I don't understand it. Um, they didn't inform him of the dirty sample before he took his next piss test on the ninth. They're supposed to report any mm-hmm. violation before your next one. So they, because they didn't, they have to scrap that first one. They can only test on the second one. Mm. The second one was still dirty for the same thing right anyway. for the same thing anyway. So, so we will see. It's a weird rule. Yep. You know, especially when they're testing them so much. Right. That huge turnaround they got and so much pee they're testing. Imagine having that job. No. You have to test pee all day long. No. You know, everybody else's pee. I don't want that job. I don't want that job. No, I don't want to be a urinalysis. Oh man. Urinalysis analyst. Your analysis analyst, try saying that. Yeah, no, I can't. No. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you'll only be tested for, or only be punished for the one. If he takes, if they suspend him, whatever, I mean, it's not really a big deal for him. Uh, WWE's response to it was we haven't had Brock in our ring since April. That was their whole response. They didn't say. You know, that he's tested for us, or they said, well, he hasn't been in our ring since April, so. That's it. That was the whole, I mean. Didn't they, didn't they pull him off? Somebody, I thought somebody said he was taken off of this uh, Ryan said he was going to be taken off Raw, but he wasn't due to be on okay. Raw. Um, That's where I saw him. <clears throat> I think Ryan. Your to, stats are wrong, Dempsey! <laughs> I think what he meant was they were doing the draft last night, and they, he thinks, I think he meant they weren't going to. <coughs> have him at part of the draft, but they did anyway. Okay. He was part of, he was picked like number four or something. Okay. In their little fake draft deal. So, he was, he was still a part of the show. Ryan, you missed one. Ah, we got you. <laughs> we finally got you. Maybe, ah. maybe it wasn't an MMA thing, but, uh. Semantics, we got you. I don't care. So yeah, we'll definitely you know as more and more unfold between this John Jones and and Brock Lesnar story because I'm sure their their hearings are going to be there's probably the same. To, yeah, there's a lot to go so before this. We know Nevada is going to be the one. The NSAC is going to be handling it. So hopefully we'll get a fight pass uh, NSAC commission hearing. That'll be fun. Oh yeah, those are always wonderful to sit and watch the Nevada State Athletic Circus be a joke. Speaking of. People for suspensions. Uh, Chad Mendez is now officially suspended for two years by USADA. Um, it was announced yesterday that Chad was, te- or, well, the, the announcement of a suspension, Chad was popped back just a couple of months ago, May. Back in May is when he when he fell dirty for an out-of-competition test. Um, he was... Tested positive for GHRP6, which is growth hormone hormone releasing hexapeptide. It's known to stimulate human growth hormone release and can aid in fat loss and muscle gain. Anabolic steroid. Anabolic steroid. Human growth hormone being yeah. even worse. So Mendez is not eligible for competition to until July or June of 2018, two years from the date he re- received his uh, provisional suspension. Uh, Chad, when he first came out, he said, he, I didn't do my homework and that was a big mistake. I own it and I'm going to pay for it. Okay. 
it's if you if you don't understand that GHRP six is an illegal substance, you lose. I don't know what school you're going to to not do your homework, but you, you don't need homework to understand that. See you in two years, money. Wow. That's, that's all I got to say about it, man. We'll see you. At see least you in two years. he did one thing and owned it. He owned it. I'll give him credit for that. He owned it. Absolutely owned it. Way to step up and be a man. But you could have. You owned it, but you didn't really own it because you're right. just like, yeah, some shit happened. I take responsibility for it. Not, I took some shit. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Here we are. He did kind of dance around it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he tiptoed. But at, at the end of the day, he didn't make a fuss about it. Yep. Um, he didn't do a lot of things that he could have done. Um, Thanks for being a man, Chad. He somewhat owned it. We'll see you in, we'll see you in 2018, maybe. Maybe. Maybe the USC will let you come maybe back. Maybe he'll let him come back. I mean, you are coming off a really bad couple of losses. Right. So. Uh, and another person due to <laughs> USADA uh, was supposed to make his debut um, email, email meek known as the Paul Hollers Killer. Uh, was pulled off of his scheduled September 3rd debut because of a potential USADA conflict. Uh Meek voluntarily disclosed medical treatment he received prior to signing with the USC that is potentially out of compliance with the USC's anti-doping policy. So as a result, he was pulled from his uh, from the proposed welterweight fight against Jessen Irie, scheduled for the Arlovsky Barnett fight night in Hamburg, Germany. Given that his treatment occurred before signing with the UFC, is not subject to any potential anti-doping violations under the policy relating to this treatment. The state, or this was uh, the statement from USADA. However, the USC is requiring me to be enrolled in USADA's registered testing pool for a period of four months before he's placed in a fight in the future. And as I said, uh, Meek gained notice for his 45-second knockout of Usamar Paul Harris back in May in Italy. And the fighter known as Valhalla released a statement on his Facebook page saying, I got signed up for a debut fight before my enrollment in the UFC was complete. Going from Venator to the UFC involves a way stricter regiment as to what kind of medications I'm allowed to use. So basically you've been saying you've been taking shit you shouldn't shit. More or less, taking. yeah. Shouldn't be taking this stuff, but you know they weren't testing us for it, so I took it anyway. So he also said uh, he's going to come back as Fight debut will probably be in December. He said, let me stress, I have not failed any drug tests whatsoever. This is merely a preliminary precaution. I've been enrolled with USADA, registered testing pool, and prepared since, uh, for my bout since June. As a fighter, I'm happy, and personally, I feel safer to compete under the USADA anti-doping policy. This goes hand-in-hand hand with what Mark Hunt was talking about with Brock Lesnar. Because this cat, they're making him do the four months before the debut, whereas they basically waived that. Four yeah, they waived for, for Brock, Brock and just tested because him five times. Because he's Brock. Yeah. Because he'll sell a million pay-per-views, and this guy won't sell no. Laffy Taffy. No. I mean, he won't sell nothing. Not a... Uh, so that's, I mean, it goes all in. I mean, all this stuff goes in together. Right. But he's, now he's doing it right because he's going to have that four-month window to... Make sure that he's clean and he's off any of the stuff that he was on in this previous organization that allowed it, yep. and follow alongside UFC's rules. And this is this is all stuff that's adding up to the fact that USADA is really cleaning everything. They up. really are. You know, they're doing a great job of Fun. of getting of not just testing people yep. and catching them. They're doing 
the right thing and guiding people in the right direction on how not to, you know, coming into the UFC, how not to do it the wrong way. Absolutely. So, I, it's, I mean, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but at least we know they're catching people. Yeah, and it yes. has been getting worse. It has been. I mean, yeah. we're losing... We're losing big name fighters, right? But at least we're getting a clean sport. And I don't I'll care. Take, take all the big name fighters away. If you give me young kids that are clean, I'll take them yep. all Abs- day long. Absolutely. And one more. Another and yep. So we have another one who uh, George Sullivan was pulled from. So yeah, we didn't even we didn't even break down this fight. No, it was in the preview. Uh, George Sullivan was supposed to take on Hector Urbina in the. And the uh, prelim, early prelims, but now that fight's not even taking place. So Sullivan got pulled for the, due to a potential compliance issue with USADA. Uh, voluntarily disclosed to the USADA that he could pose a potential compliance issue for the UFC's anti-doping auto competition pol- or anti-doping policy. Out of an abundance of caution, Sullivan has been removed from a scheduled fight Saturday against Hector Urbina. While USADA conducts an investigation of the matter. Uh, Urbina will still weigh in as a potential backup opponent should there be a need for him to compete in, any, in another bout Saturday. Otherwise, he'll be rebooked for another card in the near future. Further details as to why Sullivan was unable to compete were unavailable. And so, you know, if we get any news, obviously we'll talk yeah. about it. But there's nothing more really... Clean. It's more- just more cleaning it up. Yep. He, he, you know, he caught himself up before he took a piss test for the pre-fight and got failed. Yeah, uh, so basically catch said, a band, so. More, what I read as he was going to say, guys, if I piss, it's going to be dirty. There's a potential yeah. I'm going to be yeah. dirty, so let's It doesn't do necessarily it. mean an anabolic, st- anabolic steroid. It could be for, you know, a, a cough medicine that he yeah. took. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Again, Usada doing the right thing. Yep. They're working with the fighters, and... And all fighters should realize this, that USADA is there to work with you. Yeah. They are, they're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call. You can you can request uh, help. You can... Yeah, here here's a, a 24-hour number. Call them and tell them what you're taking, and they can say, you probably shouldn't be taking that. They're on your side. You know, They're not here yeah. to be against you. They're, they're here, here to, to help work. you. They're here to help work and make the sport better. So, so work with them. Yep. One more bit of UFC news before we get into our last couple stories that are all Bellator related. Uh, Mark Hunt, after the whole Brock thing now, is also calling for a fighter's union. Said, quote, the UFC has lined their pockets with our blood. Um, yeah, Mark. Mark's been pissed. As he should over be. Over the last couple, uh, last week. week. Uh, he has been livid on, uh, on social media. First, he said, I want half of Brock's purse from that fight. Then he said, you know what? Screw that. Give me every dollar that you're supposed to give Brock, or I want my UFC release. Mm-hmm. And then he said that he's tired of fighting cheaters. His last three guys he fought were cheaters, and all three guys were popped. He makes valid points. And the oh, man he's has valid. all valid points. And he said that uh, it's time that the promoters and the owners stop becoming multimillionaires while us fighters are the one in there fighting for our lives against cheaters that could kill us for a fraction of what they make. Especially, I mean, especially in the wake of the Weirbach deal. Clearly, they need to unify, especially before the UFC renegotiates its TV deal in 2018. Yeah. Because... 
that's where a lot of money's going to come in on the backside, and that's where the NBA players union cleaned up. Yes. So, he's not wrong. He's not wrong in any aspect of the way. I don't think so either. I just don't know if it's going to come together and happen. When he first started exploding on social media, uh, I sent him a, a tweet and I said, you know, calm down, be a professional, be an adult, you, you know, wait for it, just see it through. Just see it through. Never got a reply or anything, but I just all I wanted him to do was not work himself up to the point where he had a heart attack. Right. Because he was getting so pissed off over something he couldn't control and just let, see itself through. If it turns out that Brock is, was, and this was days ago, so we didn't know anything right. at that point. Right, right. If it turns out Brock's as dirty as you think he is, you have all right to go out and do it. But just just hang on, man. Just, Stay the course, man. Calm down. Stay the course. You know, because I could see that Mark Hunt... You know, all the stuff that he's a, he's a hell of a good guy, and I just didn't want him to start going into a depression or go, you know just losing yeah. his, his his going to off on his family and and doing stuff because of something out of his control. So, right. Mark I, Mark is right. <coughs> everything he said, I agree. everything he's done. The fighters' union is a great idea. I think it's, it's a wonderful idea. It will protect a lot of people. Yep. They don't get them get fighters paid what they're supposed to be paid, and you won't have fighters that are. Starving, mm-hmm. putting everything they have into training, and then once, getting once 10 those and 10. bills come out, yeah, they get ten and ten, and they put fourteen of it to training and yep. uh, nutrition and stuff, and they come out with you know six, and then half of that goes to tax, and then still the other, owing, yeah, you're you know, still owing. The rest goes to insurance, and what do you got left? You got twenty bucks. There you go. You know? Time for another fight camp. I gotta do this again for another twenty. Here we go. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree that the UFC needs a fighter's union and it needs to happen before that new TV deal gets, gets inked. With this new ownership, it's time. It's time. Agree. 100%. So, our last two stories coming out are going to be Bellator oh. related. Um, if you have not seen the disgustingly vicious knockout that Michael Venom Page did to the male cyborg, uh, female cyborg's former husband. Uh, yep. Go back and watch that, uh, please. You can see it on YouTube. You can see it on our page. Yep. You can see it. Um, half of the MMA pages on on social media it, right now. It was one of the most vicious knockouts I've ever seen from a flying knee, and then Michael caught him with a pokeball. Uh, the, the the story coming out of this is the damage that Cyborg took. It it yeah. fractured his skull. It's so bad that an, that an EMT working the event, who or a former EMT who was a cut man now working the event, said, and I put this in, and when I posted it to our page, he said that he has never seen head trauma, excuse me, I got the hiccups, like that outside of a vicious car wreck. Right, and you can see, not just in his x-ray, but just a standard photo of him that we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, you now. look at his face, you can see the knee dead. It's his whole inside, right, right above the nose... On his forehead is caved in with a knee print. Yeah, Joe Rogan called it the worst injury in MMA history. Uh, I've never seen one worse. Maybe Anderson Silva's foot flopping around. This is your skull, man. It's true. You know th- that one shard of that skull goes right. in the brain. Death. Death. You know, leg is you know, leg is one thing. You know, you can you can live without a leg if you had to. Yeah, yeah that's true. So Bellator did the right thing, and they stepped up, not only giving the man a fight bonus, but also covering all of his medical costs, because he was trapped in London, he couldn't fly because of the pressure, they had to get right. that down, so he could come back to the U.S. 
to have the surgery on his skull to repair it, Bellator took that and fit the bill for him. So good job on Scott Coker's part of stepping up and doing something for your fighters. Because they did a lot too. They they they, they gave him the, the money, the uh, fight money, they gave him a bonus. They they set up GoFundMe. They well, uh, well maybe Cyborg. Cyborg, I think Cyborg. Ex wife. I think the ex wife did the GoFundMe, um, but they but they contributed to yes. it uh, quite a bit. They're they're taking care of of him very well. How much do you think that's because of the eyes on them following the follow up to our next story and the death of Kimbo? Ninety percent of the next story and ten percent of the goodness of their heart. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. So as we reported a while ago, around the time that Kimbo Slice died, uh, about a story where a former Bellator employee named Zach Light uh, started. Airing out some information and leaked emails about Bellator falsifying doctors, um, doctors releases for fighters and fighting guys that had no business in the cage. Yeah, very dangerous for those fighters. Absolutely, I mean, putting putting a lot of people in danger. Uh, Bellator has now filed a cross complaint against former employees Zach Light, but it is not for defamation of character, slander libel, nor have they even come out and said these claims are not true. No, 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 this cross complaint they have filed is because they are alleging that Zach Light failed to pay back a loan and stole money from the promotion. (laughs) The complaint is in response to a wrongful termination suit filed by Zach Light in May, which accuses Bellator and its parent company, Viacom, of, quote, certain legal practices jeopardizing the health and safety of professional fighters and mixed martial artists for all defendants, profits, and financial gain. According to a report by MMA Payout, the California-based promotion was granted an extension to respond to the complaint and filed its own in, on light on July 12th. Bellator claims that it loaned light $9,403 despite his sizable income he had difficulty managing his family budget and was experiencing financial distress. The two parties entered into a written agreement uh, to light pay back to uh, to for light to pay back the loan. Man, I am just blowing it today. As part of the agreement, Light was to repay the loan in a monthly installment of two hundred and forty dollars and fifty cents, withdrawn from his paycheck from Bellator. Additionally, the company claims that Light stole four thousand six hundred from VIP ticket sales and now owes Bellator $5,000, including interest. According to the, comp- the complaint, Light would collect the money he received from the sale of consignment and VIP tickets in connection with Bellator events and remit the money to Bellator personally shortly after he received it from purchases. However, the organization is accusing Light of failing to return thousands of dollars that he collected. Light was granted medical leave from anxiety following Bellator 136 in April of 2015, and he was fired a year later in March of 2016. <laughs> so, as we said, never once anywhere did they say, no, nah, these things didn't happen. They're just saying, oh, well, this guy's calling us out. He stole money. I, Thief! <laughs> Thief! When the first thing you want to do is bump to defense against the accusations instead of just pouring on more stupidity? I mean, this is a dumbass company. I mean, they're idiots on their on their this is production. The co- they're idiots on their legal defense. They're, wow. This is the company that took a man that failed a fucking drug test in Texas. Said, you know, we're going to let you go fight in England. And we're going to pass you on a medical. And then come to find out 
Oh, he needed a heart transplant, then he died. Fuck Bellator. I'm surprised there isn't more lawsuits out against them right now. I want to see all these fighters get out of a promotion like Bellator and go somewhere that's going to take care of them. I want to see an MVP, a Pitbull, a Michael Chandler in the UFC. Yeah. Follow Will Brooks, man. Will Brooks was smart. Get the hell out of there. Or Bellator just needs to clean themselves up. Yeah, they do. They don't stop with the stupidity. It's it's going to come a time where a sanctioning body needs to take over and run that company. Yeah. Like like a USADA or something. Absolutely. Clean that sport up because too many people testing positive for steroids. Too much, too much shit. Too much shit. So you Bellator. put a man in a cage that needs a heart transplant. You were trying to. You were gonna put yeah, him, you yeah. were gonna put him on a flight to London, right? Even though he can't get sanctioned in the U.S. because he failed a steroid test. It's fine, no big deal. Put him, send him, Who send cares? him, send him. Let him fight. This company is unbelievable. It's a joke. Be ashamed of yourself, Bellator. Really? I I had nothing else to say to you. I'm done. Any final thoughts from you, my friend, before we wrap it up? This is uh, definitely a short episode this week. Uh, after two hours and 15 minutes of us last week, we figured yeah. we kind of... <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd give you a break this time. Because I got a feeling, besides you or I, Ryan Dempsey's probably about the only one that made it that whole two hours and 15 yeah. minutes. Oh, man. Um, uh, the injury to Cyborg really, really hit me hard. It was uh, really... That was a know, nasty one. I fractured my, my skull. Yep. Similar to that. I know exactly... What he's gonna have to go through, and uh, it's it's not gonna be it's gonna be a long road for him. Yep. I, I should. If he ever fights again, I'll be surprised. You're right. I should mention. You know, we, we do obviously wish for a speedy recovery for him, and so. very happy that it wasn't anything like it wasn't life threatening or yeah. any more dangerous than the injury already yeah. was. So definitely, our the Joes, we wish the best of luck to Cyborg and the speedy recovery, and hope that you can make the return to the cage. I hope I just hope that you can live a long and and healthy life after Absolutely. it because Absolutely. so many things are going to come out memory issues, yep. um, uh, vertigo. There's going to be so many things he's going to have to deal with for the next two years. Yeah, that, you know his his was almost worse than mine. Uh, mine was about the size of uh, maybe a quarter. His was <laughs> the uh, size of a kneecap, so about yeah, the size of a baseball. Right. Yeah. Um, Looked like he took a line drive to the face. And and right in that frontal lobe too. Right. right? I mean that's that's. It was it was a scary thing to see that the fact that he didn't die from it on the spot. I, I'm happy for and almost surprised at. Yeah. And man, it was just Ooh. that injury shook me. Yes, wow. Yeah, it's it's a it was a nasty one. It was one of the nastiest things I've ever seen in yeah. MMA. You're right. You're Definitely. Right. I got nothing. I got nothing. Let's. We'll wrap this one up. All right. Uh, as always, make sure you're checking back on our Facebook page every week in between shows for any late breaking news. We'll be back next week to break down the entire card, plus preview next Saturday night's UFC 201, Robbie Lawler versus Tyron Woodley. For David Van Boglin, I'm Jeff Shanahan, and we'll talk to you guys next week on the Average Joe's MMA Show.